You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. So we're going into part three of, of the series, I Love My Church, because, and we're going to be talking today about serving. I love my church because it's a place where I can serve, and I want to go directly into, into the Word of God and see what the Word tells us, and then we're going to talk about how, uh, how we serve and how we in, can enjoy uh, being a part of, of serving the things of God. So let me pray. Father, thank you for everybody here this morning. Um, and more than anything, Lord, we, we thank you that, that you're here. And so I just pray your blessing upon every word that is spoken, every facet of the service today. We pray that it will bring glory to Jesus. And, uh, and Lord, that when we leave here this morning, we will say, man, it was amazing to be in God's house. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. amen. So we're going to 1 Peter chapter 4, and we're going to look at verses 10 and 11. So 1 Peter chapter 4 we're going to look at verses 10 and 11, and we're, I'm going to be reading out of the NLT. If you have your Bible, I'd love for you to pull it out, um, or your smart device and your, your, your Bible there. So the Bible says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. I'm going to say that again. Use them well to, say it with me, serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and the energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Christ Jesus, all glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. And I think that the skit is a testimony of the things that Christ can do in our lives. It tells us that in our own abilities and in our own minds, sometimes we feel hopeless, sometimes we feel angry, sometimes we feel ugly, and all these different things that the flesh, the, uh, the, the enemy of our souls and the world will try to mold us in, but we're not those people in Christ. In Christ, we're forgiven and we're loved and we're accepted and we're significant, and we're so significant that we can serve one another, and actually not only our campus, but our communities to bring glory to Jesus. So I, I want for us to look at five reasons that serving makes you love the church that you go to. Five reasons that serving makes you love the church that you go to. The first reason is pretty elementary, my dear Watson. The first reason is you, you're following the example of Jesus. When you serve, you're following the example of Jesus. We will always be filled with God's joy when we model our lives after Christ. We will always be filled with the happiness that comes from God when we model our lives after Jesus. You know, in the world, people argue and they fight to be number one. They, they, they want to be on the top. They want to be first. They want for everyone to, to, to look at them. 
In fact, we see that evidence in the scriptures. There was a time, and Mark recorded this in his gospel, there was a time that the disciples were fighting amongst each other because they wanted to know who was the greatest. And don't we do that? Don't we argue amongst, when we're in our flesh, don't we argue amongst each other or amongst our families to see who is the greatest? And Jesus responded in this way, and it helps us to to really grasp how we should live our lives. It says Jesus got them, he got the disciples together to settle things down. Don't you love it when Christ comes into our life so he can settle things down? So he, he came to settle things down, and you're, you've observed, he tells them, how godless rulers throw their weight around, he said. And when people get a little power, how quickly it goes to their heads. It's not going to be that way with you. Whoever wants to be great must become a, say it with me, a servant. Whoever wants to be great You must become a servant. And he's talking to his disciples. They're arguing about who's the greatest of all of of the 12. He says, you know, in the world, people throw their weight around. They want to say, I'm the greatest. I'm the one. But it's not going to be like that with you. And then he goes on. He says, whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. And that is what the Son of Man has done. He came to serve, not to be served. Everything that we as, if you're a believer of Christ, if you're in here, everything that we do, we we should try to model our lives after Christ. He's our example. And Jesus said, whoever wants to be great must become a servant. I believe this, beloved. I believe this with all my heart. If you want to have a great church, you start by serving one another. And letting this serving culture impact your campus and your community. It starts here. These, these youth that did this wonderful skit, they took time in their service. They took time after service to practice because they wanted to serve Jesus to bring something impactful into our lives. If you want to have a great church, you, t- you, re- you, you follow the model of Jesus and you begin to serve one another. See, great churches are a lot more than good music and good preaching. They're places that are filled with people who love to serve. Why? Because Jesus is our example. You know, here's what I love about our Lord is, is he, he is our example in so many ways. You know, loving people Jesus leads the way. So when we say, I can't love people, yes, you can, because Jesus dwells in us. Um, How about baptism? You know, we talk about baptism. Jesus led the way. He went to John the Baptist. He said, it's time for me to get baptized. And John said, I can't, I'm not even worthy to untie your sandals. How can I baptize you? He said, do this to fulfill all, all righteousness. So he was our example. When it comes to serving, he is our example. Okay, second reason. That people love the church where they can serve. You get to exercise your gift. Everybody has a gift. Everybody sitting here has a gift. Everyone has a talent. And you may tell me, Pastor, I don't have a gift. And I would have to disagree with you. 
And the reason I disagree with you is because God tells us that we all have a gift. Every person in here is a 10 somewhere. The Bible says we serve one another with the particular gifts God has given each of you. Every person has a particular gift. And when you're operating in that gift, wow, that's exactly what you need to do. When you're operating that gift, you're exercising it. When I, when I come up here and communicate the word of God, I'm exercising the gift that God gave me. I'm working out with it. I was talking to someone the other day, and, and, I, and I said something that, because that, I heard it, and it made so much sense. There are times when I am communicating the word of God that I, am, that I feel closer to God than any other time. There are times when the Holy Spirit is just so present in me when I'm communicating the word of God that it's like the Lord is just with me. Why? Because I'm, I'm, I'm moving in my gift. There, Alex, you might, you might feel the same way. There may be times when you're doing worship that you're, you're praising God. People think you're just playing music, but you're actually in communion with God. CR director, Rosetta Tafoya, there are probably times when you're ministering in CR that, that you feel closer to God than any other time because God is right there. Anyone in here, when you're operating in your gift, you're going to feel closer to God than you've ever felt before. Why? Because you are with him and he is with you. I was raised in a neighborhood where everyone played, played sports. Even if you weren't very good, you still played sports. You had to. And I remember that we would play sports before school, every recess during school, and then after school. So if it was football season, we used to play football in the sand lots, in the, in the, in the empty lots. If it was basketball, there was courts all over the place. You know what I love about passing through San Carlos? Anyone pass through San Carlos, Arizona? If you pass through San Carlos, I'm not, you'll remember this as you're going by one of these days. When you pass through this, this uh, community, every place that I have ever looked at, they have a basketball goal. Test me on that. And if you ever see them play basketball, they don't miss. Why? Because they exercise. They use that gift. They, 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 they perfect that talent. So growing up, let's talk about my, my childhood. Growing up, we, maybe because we didn't watch a lot of TV, we, you know, we watched some, but we didn't come out like saying, uh, these are like my idols, a Dallas Cowboy player or a Phoenix Suns. You know who our superstar, who, who we, we modeled? People in high school. I'm not kidding you. There was a guy, his name was Joaquin Marcus. He was a big, amazing football player. So we would come out and we would say, I am Joaquin Marcus, you know? And now, you know, the kids are probably saying, I'm Kobe Bryant or, or I'm, uh, you know, whoever it may be playing football. Uh, all these, we, we, we model these high school athletes and it was so important to us for us to become like them. But I remember when we first started playing that you wouldn't get picked for the team. Right? And so they wouldn't pick you, and finally someone would pick you, and they would say, okay, come on our team. And they were like, ah, come on, Jamie, get on the team. And I was like, yes. Yes. But then they wouldn't pass you the ball. <laughs> That's okay, but you're on the team, right? You're on the team. And as you progressed, then they saw, hey, this guy's okay. He made, he made a shot. 
And, and, and as you get older, you get better. Why? Because we were exercising the gift. And I'm going to tell you something, beloved. Some of you guys, you're on the bench, and God wants you to exercise your gift. The more that you exercise your gift, the better you will get. Can I tell you something? If I would have never got into that sandlot game, if I would have never got into that, that pavement basketball game, if I would have never played some um, baseball as well in the sandlot, if I would have never ran from the cops, I mean, I mean, if I would have... <laughs> from the mean dogs in our neighborhood, <laughs> I would have never been as fast in track as I became. We have to exercise our gifts, right? The third, the third reason, God called us to leave it on the field. Every, um, every funeral program that we, that we print, every funeral program that, that you get from the from uh, um, a funeral home, a mortuary. It's got your birth date, and it's got your death date. And in between that is a dot, dot, dot. It's a dash in between your birth date and your death date. God gave us that dash and that dot, dot, dot as a playing field so we can use the talent and the gifting that he gave us in this life. It says this about King David, one of my favorite scriptures in Acts 13, 36. It says, David, after he had, say it with me, served, served the purpose of God in his own generation, he fell asleep, not to take a nap, he died. He fell asleep and he was laid among his fathers and he, went and he underwent decay. What this wonderful passage tells us is that King David left it all on the field. Perfectly? No. But he served the purpose of God in his generation and in his life. People love a church where they can serve out the purposes of God in their life. Can I tell you what my life's goal? I'll be real honest with you. You know what my life's goal is? My life's goal is to leave it on the field. I don't want to take anything with me whenever I die. I don't want, to take, I don't want for any of the talent or any of the gifting that God has given me to be taken to the grave because let me tell you, I won't be able to use it there. Before you're born, you're just a gleam in your father's eye. After you die, you go into a coffin or you go into an urn. They'll spread you over the ash, over, over a, a, a field. They'll bury you in a plot. But that dot, dot, dot is a place that God has given each one of us to serve his purposes. And it's wonderful when we do because there comes a day that you can't do it anymore. Beloved, can I tell you something? We are able to do it now. 
I think Nike got it right. Nike said, just do it. Just use what, 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 what you have. Put on those sneakers and do it. Put on those shoes and do it. Let God move you to do and serve his purposes in your generation. Amen? And you'll love your church when you do that. We are blessed because of what's happened today. We are blessed, beloved. We're blessed that the praise team led us into worship. It was amazing. They were using the gifts and talents that God has given them. There are people in here that you have a musical talent and ability. It's for you to serve the purposes of God. The youth, they left it on the field. Each one of us have an opportunity to leave it on the field. I love the way that the Phillips translation puts up verse 10 of of chapter 4. It says that we are faithful dispensers of the magnificently varied grace of God. We are faithful dispensers of the magnificently varied grace. Grace of God. In other words, we are being poured out to God. The, the Apostle Paul said, I have I fought the fight. I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I have been poured out as a love offering. Every day I'm being poured out. Lord, pour me out for your glory. Let me be a faithful dispenser of the grace that you have. I shouldn't be here, but I am. I shouldn't be walking, but I am. I shouldn't be able to talk, but I do. I shouldn't be able to hear, but I can. At our small group, we called a a dear friend of ours. They gave him six months, six months ago. I mean, I'm sorry, four months ago. He's in two months period now to live. We called him. We said, hey, we want to pray with you. Our whole small group, we want to pray with you. We prayed with them. I said, we prayed for every request. And then afterwards, I said, we're not done. Don't hang up. We're not done. Okay, what's next? He can't, he's paralyzed. He can't move. He's got inoperable cancer. It's full of cancer in his back. God's not done. I said, wait, we're not done. Every person in our group, I want you to share something personal, something encouraging for him. Every person in our group got on the phone and they said, hey, we love you. You're an encouragement to us. And there was not a dry eye in that room. Because why? We were able to pour the love of God into someone's life. We're we're faithful dispensers. Beloved, the most exciting thing in the world. You will love your church when you're serving the purposes of God. You will love your God when you're serving the purposes that he gave you. Fourth reason, you make the church better. In whatever way a man serves a church, he should do it by recognizing the fact that God gives him his ability. Why is our church magnificent? Why is our church so awesome? Because a lot of people make it better. And every person that walks through the doors, every person that walks through the doors, if you're here for the first time, God brought you here because he loves you. 
God brought you here because he's got a great plan for your life. How many of you believe that God has a great plan for our lives? Anybody in here? You believe God has a great plan? Yeah, because he's a great God. And as long as you have breath, we get to praise the Lord. Get to praise the Lord. How many of you guys, how many of you guys use your breath to complain? Uh, how many, anybody in here? Ah, ah, right. Just complain all the time. Oh, my life's so messed up. Oh, I, can you walk? Man, your life's not that bad. Can you go to work? Oh, I had to go to work. I hate going to work. Really? Try not having a job. Try not having any money. How about if you look at your glass a little bit half full instead of half empty, right? I don't have any money. Well, quit spending on your credit cards. You know, there's a, lot, there's a lot of things we should be thankful for, amen? You make your church better. Paul wrote to the Ephesians, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, beyond all that we can ask or think, according to the power that is working within us. He didn't stop right there, though. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what we could ever think or ask. Whew, I love that right there. I just, sometimes we just want to stop. And say, man, he does, not only does he do, but he does exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond anything that I could ask or think because of the power that's working in me. And the power that's working in me is the Holy Spirit and Jesus is being glorified through it. But he didn't stop right there. He didn't stop right there. He went on and he said this. He said, to him... Be glory in the church. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever and ever. There's one of these days, Alex Dietz, that God, you're going to meet God face to face, not just worshiping and singing to him. There's that day you're going to meet him face to face, and he's going to say, you made my church better. Jack Cook, you made my church better, is what Jesus will say. Tim Stevens, you made my church better. Mm. Fifth reason, and I'm gonna, this is my last point. Fifth reason, we get the privilege of making Jesus great. Now, let me tell you something. He doesn't he doesn't need us. He doesn't need us to make him great. He's great without us. Hear me. He does not need you to be great. He's great without you. But he calls you. He calls you. And he calls you so that he can bring glory to his name through you. He can bring glory through his name through you, Paul. I'm not significant. You don't, you don't know what I've done. Who cares? He does. And he's going to glorify his name through you. The Bible says, then everything you will do will bring glory 
to God through Jesus Christ. I love the emphasis right there. Emphasis on do. Everything that you do will bring glory to the Father in Jesus Christ. Can I tell you what? To do something, you have to what, Becky? You have to, you have to do it. You are so you're brilliant. She's brilliant. To do something, Art, to do something, you have to, you have, you have to do it. We have to do it. We have to use the gift that God has given us to bring glory to his name. You can't sit on the gift. You can't, you can't sit on it, right? This is not your gift. This is your tush, not your gift. I mean, you might be able to shake it, but that's not your gift. Your gift is what God has put in you to bring glory to the name of Christ. And you will love your church. You will love your church when you use that gift for the glory of God. Amen? I'm going to end with this scripture. It says the members of the council, they were amazed. This is, a, this is a religious council. They were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were, say with me, they were, that was really weak, guys. They were ordinary men. And then goes on to say, with no special training in the scriptures, but they recognized that they had been with Jesus. And because they had been with Jesus, they were extraordinary. And I tell you, beloved, that I'm just ordinary. I'm an ordinary communicator. I'm an ordinary pastor. I'm an ordinary person. But through Christ, I can be pretty extraordinary for his glory. Not because of me, but because of him. Amen? Here's my, here's my, uh, oh, there's action steps. There's four action steps. Let me go to that, and then we'll close. Because I was going to say, here's my uh, recommendation to you. So this, my recommendation are these action steps. Number one, start to serve this week with the foundation that Jesus is my example. Right? He wasn't too proud to serve. He humbled himself. Number two, make a choice not to store up God's gift in your life. You were called to leave it on the field. Number three, choose this week to make the church the best it can be by serving with your God-given gift. And number four, Choose this week to make Jesus great by serving someone and serving somewhere. And that's why we put in your bulletin a card with a lot of different places that you can serve to make your church better, to follow the example of Christ, to leave it on the field, and to make Jesus great. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.